You're listening to a Penwin podcast brought to you by the Main School of Science and Mathematics. One of the best things that we have going for us within the the student life world is that we have a very strong and veteran team of what we refer to as residential instructors who live in the dorm. Uh, so uh, if you add up uh, the, the entire uh, the team here, we've got over almost 40 years of experience. Um, this is my 10th year. We have two people who have been here for eight years, another for seven, another for five years. And then we only have one person who's been here for less than five years. Um, and this is her second year. Um, so we have a lot of people who live in the dorm and really know their jobs well and really care about the about the students. Um, I am currently sitting in the dormitory in what we refer to as the residential life office. Um, this is a place where you can find residential life staff every single day, seven days a week from seven o'clock in the morning until 11 o'clock at night. So we make sure that it's always easy for students to find staff if they were to need any assistance for anything whatsoever. Um, and that can be from serious things like health-related uh, issues um, to needing help unlocking a door if perhaps you may have left your key in your room and, and accidentally locked yourself out. Um, so life in the dormitory, um, we do have curfews, um, both on-campus curfews and in-building curfews. Uh, we have lights out times. And we found over the years that our, our lights out especially is probably a little bit later than what um, first year students might be used to. Um, the in-room time is, is 10.30 and the lights out are at 11 o'clock. And that's something that um, is a little bit of an adjustment for new students, so something to keep in mind. And there are a number of adjustments that you wanna think about um, as you go through the next year and, and kind of prepare yourself for. So I have a little, a short little list that's both for parents and for students to really think about and questions to ask yourself. Um, and these are things that can really make your transition in your life at MSSM, especially starting off a lot easier. Um, so questions that you wanna ask yourself are, do you do your own laundry? Uh, do you know if you take prescription medications? Um, do you know what those meds are? Are you able to administer them yourself? Um, can you wake up in the morning on your own without your parents coming to get you out of the bed? Will you eat breakfast or any meal, for example, if not prompted by your parents? Will you brush your teeth? And the, the one that usually gets a good laugh is, do you really, do you actually use soap in the shower? These are issues that we come up against. And if the answer is no to any of these, I hope you all use soap in the shower. But if the answer is no, that right now, mom and dad, you do help your, your child get out of bed, Students, you really rely on your parents when it comes to medications and when to take them. And maybe you're not doing your laundry by yourself just yet. That is okay. And that's probably normal for most students and, and, and kids your age. But it's a really good idea if you're serious about coming to MSSM to start practicing these things now. Start waking yourself up in the morning. Um, moms and dads, try not going and getting your kid out of bed for... Uh, the next week. See if they actually come down to breakfast on their own. And these things, although some of them are funny, they're also really important because MSSM can be a challenging place. The academics are rigorous. That's not a joke when people say that. 
And we want you to arrive at MSSM ready and able to focus on your academics. At the same time, you are, for the very first time in your life, getting up without your parents getting you out of bed or doing your laundry or washing your own dishes. That's just another hurdle that you will need to, to, to step over during your first few weeks of school. So the time is now to start practicing these things and start preparing yourself to, to come to MSSM. So when it comes to, to discipline, um, it's really important we make sure that students understand the rules. We make sure that we know the difference when students accidentally maybe break a rule versus if they're intentionally um, or blatantly breaking rules, because those are very different situations. We also really kind of give people and want to talk about the language that we use. You'll often hear us refer to things as violations. We use the term minor and major violations. And sometimes this can be really um, a bit surprising to parents. And sometimes people will get very nervous when they hear this language being used. And I want to make sure that people know that you don't have any reason to panic if you hear words like violations. Most students in the first month of school are, are gonna get some type of violation. It's usually a small little curfew or lights out violation. We do acknowledge these types of things and we do communicate to students and parents when we become aware that a violation has taken place. And we don't do that because we wanna scare you or we want you to be nervous. It's, it's simply a way to, to make sure we're all keeping track of what's going on and we're being transparent. So I just want to encourage everyone that it's, these types of things are not things to worry about. If there were a situation where you there was what we refer to as major violations, these are more serious types of things, it does not automatically mean that you are getting kicked out of school. This is a concern that has, has been brought up numerous times by first-year parents. If something on the more serious side does happen, we have a disciplinary team that comes together. It's made up of faculty and residential life staff. It's a diverse group. Um, and we come together to make a recommendation on, on how we can support the student and to make sure that we don't have any major issues in the future. But discipline is often something that parents ask about and are interested in. So health services and, and mental health services. We've worked hard to really build up our mental health services at MSSM. We work with a local company, Aroostook Mental Health Services, AMHC, and they provide us primarily with two different types of, of supports. One is they staff our walk-in clinic right here on campus in the dormitory. And that is a, an area in the dorm, a, a room, it's our, we call it the walk-in clinic, where there are counselors located five days a week. And students have the ability just to walk in and have a conversation with someone. Maybe you're having some challenges, whether it's personal, sometimes it's uh, challenges that you're having with your roommates, but any sort of kind of low level kind of counselor type thing that they can support you with. We, we have these people available to speak with students as needed. If students need additional supports, maybe some higher level and regularly scheduled counseling, AMHC also provides us with two LCSWs, licensed clinical social workers, that are available to students on a regularly scheduled basis. If that's a need, that's something that we do need a parent signature on. And I certainly encourage families that if you, if, if you're, you as students or, or your child, mom and dad, are currently um, receiving any sort of mental health supports, giving us a heads up 
next summer before they arrive can be very helpful and let us get those supports in place so it's ready to go on day one. And instead of going for a couple of weeks without those types of supports that you're used to having. Both of those supports are available virtually for students that are either on or off campus this year because we are uh, in, a, in a hybrid setting. That early communication is also important when it comes to things like IEPs or 504 plans in the, the special education world. So please make sure that you give us a heads up on those. It's, it's often, um, it's hard if we don't find out about an IEP until October and a student has already had some challenges that could have been avoided if we had known about it. So related to health services, and I'm talking about the, our nurse and uh, trips to the doctors or the emergency room sometimes, we have really strong procedures in place when it comes to health services. The local doctor's offices and emergency room know us very well. They know the residential staff very well. And we have those, uh, those relationships that have been built up over many years. We don't do anything without communicating with the parents. Unless it's an absolute emergency, you're not answering the phone and we must go to the emergency room. Parents, you're involved every step of the way when we need to do those types of things. If an appointment does need to be made for a student or something that is a non-emergency, we're going to make sure that you know about it, that you're okay with all of the steps that we're taking. If your child needs to be excused from school because they're sick one day, that's what we do. And we work with our nurse, our director of health services to do that as well. In that situation, parents, you're informed. We let you know if your student is too sick to go to school. We'll give you an update on how they're doing later that afternoon. And then 99% of the time, the residential life staff will give you an update later on that evening, hopefully letting you know that your child is feeling much better and they have a smile on their face. When it comes to prescription medications, we're well-versed at handling all of that. We do have a pharmacy right down the road in Caribou that we try to have almost all of our prescriptions go through that pharmacy. 99% of parent insurances will work with that pharmacy, but if there happens to be an issue, we'll certainly work with you. Um, so that's not an issue. And then just to go back to the emergency room, all of these hospital and, and doctor facilities are located right down the road, 12 to 15 minutes away in Caribou. Um, so nothing is too far of a drive if we ever do have to, to do that type of thing. And then we have another hospital right down uh, 25 minutes away in Presque Isle. Um, both of these facilities are fantastic. I've lived all over the state of Maine. And I feel like I've gotten the best medical care of my life up here in the Rooster County between Presque Isle and Caribou. So it's a really nice place to live as far as the medical facilities and, and things like that are concerned. And finally, um, I, I have a note here stating that, um, you know, we really value the student voice at MSSM. Uh, almost all of the problems and, and issues that arise are because students come forward and are brave enough to point things that are concerning them. They, they point them out to us. And we work with students and very, very closely to help solve these problems. I found in the last couple of years that creating small teams made up of students and parents and staff are really effective at facing challenges and making MSSM a, a stronger place in general. So students, we, we really value your voice at MSSM. We hear you. We want you involved in the decision-making processes and in the problem-solving processes especially. And it's a, hopefully a place that you can, you can really make your home and, and feel very comfortable at. Thank you for listening. 
For more information, go to mssm.org.